2 from Osaka Joe Hall. But, you know, properly we call it Osaka Joe Hall. Um, this felt like a G1 night. It was a good crowd. They were into everything. And there were some barn-burning matches. This was... If it, the tournament continues like this, then it's going to go really well. I did actually watch the opening. Kusai Fujita got a kick in from show in 8 minutes and 9 seconds. Show really showing off his... Uh, big heel chops here and uh, he looked like a proper heel as well and along with that referee stoppage finish which makes him look like even more of a badass and picked a fight with one of the other rookies who was helping out Fujita this was fun, Fujita has a kind of straight ahead style as a rookie which I think I'll really appreciate in the long run and uh, Sho continues to grow in his new role as the member of Bullet Club's House of Torture which is the worst name for a faction ever I don't know, I, did, I said on Twitter earlier, it's kind of new blackjacks feel to it, new rockers kind of feel. Bit rubbish, not very good. There we go. Anyway, back to the first night of B-block action. Um, Jeff Cobb defeated Chase Owens. Again, you know we don't like Chase Owens here for reasons other than wrestling, but actually his wrestling in this match was of an exceptionally good standard. This short banger with Jeff Cobb, obviously it wasn't going to last long because Chase isn't going to do... 25 minutes with Jeff Cobb because Jeff's just going to smother him but he did actually tell the right story of hit and run and try and get on top Chase is trying to win his matches through actual wrestling which is a good story to tell for a pure wrestler Chase Owens trying to avoid bullet club shenanigans and prove himself as a singles wrestler and there's some big names to have a crack at in this particular bracket so he could get himself some storyline action later in the year Cobb continues to dominate that's the story coming out of this Owens threw the kitchen sink at him but could not get a win even though Chase kind of dominated for a lot of the match on top because he wasn't really touching Jeff at all. Um, uh, but it was nice to see him getting yeeted around Osaka. Uh, I feel, feel that was uh, the way to go forward. Next up, we had Sonata versus Tamatonga. I love watching these two wrestle one another. It's not like, you know, the dream uh, Kada-Tanahashi match, which we get later on the card. But... It is an exceptionally good match. And I think Tamatonga has the perfect opponent in Sonata. As they were saying on commentary, Kevin Kelly and Chris Jelton, they mirror each other so well. They're both defensive-style wrestlers. They come off the back foot. They're both technically gifted and athletic. They both have an incredible leaping ability. And while Tamatonga is never going to be Ricky Steamboat, he has got a knowledge of how to put a match together and tell a story, which is far above the level he's often pushed at as a wrestler. He understands his position in the company, and he's fine to do that, but he can turn it up when he needs to. And Merez against Sonata, he always turns it up. It is always the most fun match in a G1 if these two wrestle each other in a kind of Toriano style, but not really because it's a bit more serious and has got a bit more edge to it. And I thoroughly enjoyed this match. It's one of the best matches that they that they pulled together. And uh, really enjoyed it. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, next up was Hiroki Goto against Tai Chi. Have I missed one out? Because I'm sure there was a Yoshihashi match in here somewhere that I've missed. Oh, yes, I did. Let's go back to the beginning. I actually got missed one out. I rolled my, um, my mouse too far over. The actual opening match of the G1 was Yoshihashi versus Evil. Now, Evil has not been very good since he joined Bullet Club. Let's be honest. It's been like watching paint dry. He does not click in that faction. He relies so much on cheating, it makes his matches basically unwatchable. 
and his match quality has dropped off quite a lot. Enter into this equation is Yoshihashi, who's beloved in Osaka and always gets a big pop there. And he came to the ring with a quiet look of uh, worry on his face, which is normal for him. No, no, more, no more worry than normal. Which meant that, you know, he has a bit of an expectation here to do okay, but not that well. Which meant he got massive pop for reversing a headlock. He's a genius, in my, in my opinion. But yeah, he's... This match was incredibly watchable because it was Yoshihashi. And he's such a good babyface. And he's such a good sympathetic wrestler he wrestles from underneath and yeah outstanding work from Yoshihashi and pretty good work from Evil as well I mean he kind of didn't have to really do anything except uh, congregate an ending he gets his pin back over Yoshihashi when Yoshihashi beat him from last year so yes this was again a really good match so that opened we had Jeff and Chase that was really good Sonata and Tamatonga also really really good um, which gets us to the last two matches the main events if you will Hiroki Goto wrestled Tai Chi. Tai Chi takes the win in 18 minutes and 30 seconds. This was fun. Really fun to watch. Tai Chi and Goto are kind of all Japan style wrestlers, even though Goto isn't. He's a New Japan guy. But that big hit, tell a long story, you need to get multiple moves on one guy to get a win kind of story. The King's Road style is very influential on both of them. And this was great. It was just so much fun to see these two batter each other. Um, we had Mio Abe back, which is always cool because she's amazing um, as a as a ring uh, valet, man, splash manager, brains of the outfit in Suzuki Gun. And uh, yeah, this was outstanding work once again. This was a really solid card. I can't complain at all about the quality of wrestling on this. It's up until the final match. Quality of human beings, yes, maybe so. But actual wrestling, no, this was great. And then we get to the main event. 29 minutes and 36 seconds of an absolute blistering pace. I mean, absolutely blistering. And Tanahashi and Okada were just on another planet as the two of them are. They always pull out all the stops. And we haven't seen it for a long time, so this made it even more special. And it kind of salvaged the G1 as, you know, the G1 kind of salvages New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because even when things got bad last year, in the booking started to drift and things weren't coming out the way they wanted to, the G1 kind of held things together for them and people weren't that interested in it. But this year, they put Tanahashi and Okada on the opening night and all of a sudden people got interested again. And it's kind of flicked the switches to like how people perceive New Japan. And it's a, a break glass in case of emergency match because you know it's always going to be good because they have a legacy to put, build up to. And no matter how injured or battered they are, they always seem to do the job. Thankfully, both of them seem to be on top form at the moment. And this was the best match they've had in a very, very long time. I thoroughly adored this match because A, because Okada wins, and I'm an Okada fan, obviously. Chaos, there you go. There's my guys. They win after a rough night with two losses. But yeah, this was just so good. And it sets up Okada for the rest of the tournament, which he hasn't done in recent years. He's been kind of like scrappy starts. Notoriously is a slow starter in his matches and his tournaments. And this was no, the G1 has been no exception. So thoroughly love this. It's been exceptional uh, to watch these two guys go at it.
And that's my coverage for today at the G1. I've got an early one today because I managed to watch it live. I've got to go now and watch uh, the Ring of Honor um, Death Before Dishonor card. Um, so we can cover that with Marcus later on for tomorrow's show. And uh, have a great day. And I will see you... Uh, whoops, just made a bang on my phone. Uh, we will see you at the end of the week when the G1 comes back. Our next match, let's see, we'll have a look at the schedule. The next G1 match, will G1 Climax, will be on the 23rd. And that'll be Otter City General Gymnasium. Uh, it's on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're back in Tokyo. Oh, no. We're in Tokyo for Otter City Gymnasium for two days on Thursday and Friday. And Tokyo, we're at Kobe World Hall on Sunday. Um, and then back to Wednesday the following week. Actually, this lines up with my days off nicely. <laughs> or my less work days, so I should be able to do them all live. That's going to be great. Take care, and we'll have a good week. See you soon. Well, see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.